Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa MacDonald. Welcome. Louis de Gabriele, Camilleri Preziosi. Good morning. Louis, you've been around for quite a few years and I'm sure that you've got quite a lot of insight to give. One of the most topical things is the MFSAC strategy for Malta and financial services. First of all, how does the strategy affect your firm? Uh, Would it have any impact? Well, clearly, any strategy which is uh, intended to create a vision for Malta and our ability to attract international work will inevitably have an impact on the firm. So it is absolutely in, in our interest and in everybody's interest, anybody who is in this sector, to actually follow what that vision and what that strategy is or what it's going to be and to be on board in um, doing all attempts in trying to make it as successful as possible. And, I mean, what is your take on it. Will it be successful? Um, Everybody says it's unprecedented because it managed to get all the stakeholders around the table. Is that enough? I think it's important that you get all the stakeholders around the table because I I honestly believe that everybody has to be on board if we want to make a success um, of this. I distinctly remember what Ireland did before it became and launched itself as a financial centre. I'm now going back that uh, will also tell you what my age is. Um, but I, I distinctly remember what they used to do was be in all conferences, in all networking events, and all they did was promote a new Ireland as a financial services centre. Now, so the importance of all stakeholders being on board is, is a sine qua non in my view. My only issue is, I'm not quite clear in my mind what this new strategy is. Um, I need first to understand what is, what is the vision and then what is the strategy for us to be able to achieve the goals and the outcomes that that vision would have uh, kind of contemplated. Uh, I think, even from reading some of the documents that have been published, um, we're, it's still not clear where we're going. So I think what's important is that we do have a, a vision and which, is, which we as practitioners can actually relate to in a tangible manner. I don't think we're there yet, so we're not clear in our vision. When you say vision, I mean the strategy has gone through a number of different areas in Malta where we could perhaps aim to have a unique selling point and to become centres of excellence. What would you do over and above that? Look, uh, I'm a firm believer in, in, in uh, first and foremost, quality rather than quantity. Unfortunately, we're living in a time where uh, unless something can be translated into a number, it doesn't exist. Um, I I disagree completely. Uh, Quality cannot be easily translated into a number. But being a centre of excellence means that first you have to choose specialised areas, you have to be focused, and you have to dedicate and commit yourself to those areas. It's the only way that you can achieve excellence. So we need to stop being what I call a bazaar. We need to stop being everything to everyone and choose uh, specific areas or industry sectors which we intend to pursue 
and achieve a level of excellence and quality in those areas, which other jurisdictions haven't. It's what will differentiate us from others. I haven't yet, however, um, been able to suss out what this strategy has selected as being the main areas of focus going forward. Let me play devil's advocate, because one of the things that the strategy has done, as we said, by bringing all the stakeholders together, was to actually identify the bottlenecks which were stopping mm -hmm. any kind of, um, as you say, vision from taking shape. So the fact that you've got all the regulators and the government on board, surely these things will help? They're making changes, for example, to the uh, the company's register, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the company's uh, act, sorry, which hasn't been done for, for many years, a, a top-to-bottom review, etc. Look, the regulatory framework and the legislative framework in any jurisdiction is key to achieving, um, uh, to bringing in um, direct investment or indirect investment into the island. But it's not the be all and end all. Uh, we need it, it's the platform on which we can on which we can build, and with the input of practitioners, regulators, and uh, the state, I think that that uh, you have the three main participants to uh, be able to to do to do something. Now, let's not also forget, however, that we are members in the European Union, so a number of regulations um, and significant parts of our regulatory framework is dictated to us by Brussels. And in some instances, the, there isn't enough or the, the, there isn't much leeway for us to be able to, to take a different view. Um, so there are constraints in, 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 in that respect. Um, I, I think we need to build more on the quality of the people. Um, and by that I mean... Local or local. imported? Or both? To me it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As long as they're quality people who can understand the market, who can understand the industry, and who can contribute validly to making that a success. Whether they're local or foreign, uh, to me it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Uh, but we need the skills. And I think that we need to start... There are... Okay, let me try to explain how I see this. I think that there are short, medium and long-term objectives. If I were to start with the short-term objectives, I think we need to find the right focused industry sectors where we can already have some kind of advantage in terms of our regulatory regime, in terms of the way we do business. Medium to long-term, I think we need to invest in education. I think that our children, not mine because they're old enough now, but the, the new generations, our system of education is too skewed to giving people information. That information today is useless because all you need is a phone, is a smartphone, and the information is on your smartphone. And on, and on AI, so <laughs> there's so, very little analysis and thought processes. What we really need to be doing with our kids is give them some ability to analyze and be critical thinkers. Now that I have the information, what do I do with it? How do I use it? How do I assess it? How do I evaluate the potential outcomes of whatever I can do with it? And I think we like that. I think our system has been too long, for too long based on just imparting information to students um, with dates, with names, with in history, for instance, whilst not really 
giving them the, the skills to be um, to make proper a proper analysis. I've been around long enough to um, see a decline, for example, on the quality of students who uh, graduate from university, but a decline in quality, not numbers. We're more interested in having the numbers than we're interested in having the quality. And I will keep repeating the concept because unless we actually go for that quality, and it takes a lot of time, it takes dedication and commitment uh, to do that, but it's necessary. And unless we go there, I think, look, we've come to a level of, let me call it sophistication for, for, for the moment, where to make the leap to the next level of sophistication, we just don't have the tools and the skills. We need to invest in those. Um, let's not kid ourselves, we're not London. We don't have the skills of a financial industry uh, like in London. We need to develop those schools, those skills, and it's it's something which will take longer. So let's not immediately for the short term focus on those areas that require skills we don't have. Let's try to focus on those areas where the skills are already available or easily or um, easily uh, acquired. You talked about uh, the way forward and so on. It would be interesting to find out what the reaction has been um, among your clients, for example, to the strategy. Do they see it as something that will encourage further investment um, and maybe more specialisation? I don't think that... You're very involved in private wealth, for example. Yes, but I, I don't think that clients have, at the moment, really been exposed to the strategy. When I say clients, I mean international, international clients. Um, so, for them, uh, so far, I think this has been restricted to the four walls of Malta, um, and it's more of a discussion as between practitioners, and hasn't really been, hasn't really gone gone out there. So, I, I suppose the proof is in the pudding, and maybe people are waiting for yes. actual legislative changes, etc. Yes. Because at the moment, it's obviously still but, work in progress. It's not just clients, but also ourselves. Frankly, so the, the the private sector, the professional private sector, is rearing to go, um, and but where they invest. So we need to understand tangibly what the vision and the strategy is. What are the the, the main areas of focus going to be? Because when we go to speak to clients or referrers of work, uh, let's not think that we go straight to clients. Clients come from international law firms and our international contacts. But when we go to sell Malta, what are we selling? Uh, we need to have something tangible. We're speaking to professionals who are highly skilled, highly technical. They need to understand the detail. So unless we can understand that, because we, we, we've gone through it and we've seen what the legislative changes being proposed are going to be, so far, as yet, we have nothing to sell. Okay, let me again play devil's advocate. Why isn't the private sector leading this? At the end of the day, the whole point of the strategy was that there is now these channels of communication. Why aren't you saying, we'd like to invest in this, but it's not going to be worth it unless these changes are made? But, but this is exactly the debate that is happening um, uh, within the, the working groups on, on, on subject. But somebody, somewhere, is going to have to start selecting which of these areas. So let's say there are 20 areas which practitioners think that 
are um, uh, available or are attractive enough for us to go into. I still believe that we cannot just go for 20 areas all at the same time. So somebody somewhere who's a, who has an overall view of the industry and of what, look, legislative changes are possible, but not all legislative changes are possible. They might actually contradict each other. You well, can't have more tax and less tax and more freedom and more restrictions, no, highly so. regulated, less regulated. So it has to so. be synchronized and it has to be, uh, it has to make sense of the whole. So whilst uh, the, the private industry can come up with proposals, and we have, because there have been several working groups where we have been, where we have been involved in different areas, but somebody somewhere now needs to prioritise those What those would areas. be your three, top three? Ooh. Look, private wealth uh, could possibly be one of them. Um, pharmaceuticals could be another. Technology, digitalization. Could be, could be uh, yet another. Interesting that only one of those is actually, strictly speaking, financial services. Um, okay, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I think that in the past um, we have made, we have made mistakes, and we've learned from from our mistakes. I've always been a firm believer that if we, we try to go for the big names out there, getting them to relocate from existing financial centers to come to Walter is going to be very difficult. They have no reason why to do that. Because, uh, let me give you our competitors, Luxembourg and Ireland, okay? So if a big bank is already established in Luxembourg, why would that bank just, I mean, the cost of relocating from Luxembourg to Walter is pretty high. What is the advantage we can offer now? If you're a big institution, if Malta is a lower cost jurisdiction, that, let's say a fund, you're a fund manager, it's going to make 0.0002% um, uh, change in your, in your NAV on your funds. It's not even worth thinking about. So I think that where we should be going is go to the medium-sized, small-sized um, funds, startup funds that have not yet located anywhere. So we need to be there as a first port of call. And one way of doing that is for us to put Malta on the map with people who make those decisions. So from our area, the big law firms. Why do they um, direct their clients to go to Ireland or Luxembourg, but not Malta? And we need to start understanding that, understanding that more. And... Uh, so I can't see um, there is a limit to how far the financial services industry can grow in terms of what I call at least the, the, the pure financial services, financial services business. Thank you very much. You've given us a lot to think about. Thank you. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the Fintalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.